welcome back to What the HR Podcast. I'm Jesse Novi, an HR business partner with CH Robinson. And I'm Mike Toole, HR technology consultant with SAP SuccessFactors. All right, Chavin, welcome back. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot has happened since uh, we did the vaccine in the workplace update things have started to progress. So can you tell our listeners a little bit of what has changed and what they should be looking out for now? Yeah, since, well, since last we spoke, you know, the law hasn't changed all that much. The guidance from the government hasn't changed, but I think the the thing that has changed is vaccines are actually becoming available. Um, I think so. So a lot of the theoretical things that we talked uh, about over the holiday season, when we were, when, when uh, it was clear that we were going to have a vaccine is going to be approved and and eventually employers might be part of the solution and distribution network. Uh, the difference the difference today is that vaccines, there are available vaccines. Now those those vaccines are available at, you know at different levels at different states and the rollout's been kind of uh, you know difficult. It shouldn't be terribly surprising. It's an amazing under undertaking, um, you know, across, you know, various government agencies at the state and federal level. But anyway, it's being rolled out now and, and employers are, are now starting to be contacted, especially in the healthcare industry, they're being contacted and, and also uh, education industry um, for, you know, to, to get their employees uh, the opportunity to uh, get vaccinated. As far as the the rollout goes, I think last time we talked about mandating vaccine, if if an employer can, it has nothing changed in that regards. I remember we talked about you could uh, encourage it, maybe give days off, kind of go get it, much like voting. From that perspective, has anything changed within any industries? Uh, no, not really. The only, and it's not very surprising. We're not seeing a lot so far, you know, and again, we're very early in this vaccine, uh, in the vaccination um, program. I think last I saw, and I might be a little dated on this, I'm, I know they're rolling out like a lot of vaccines every day, but I think nationally we're at like between one and 2% of the population so far has been vaccinated. And those are for the most part critical you know, healthcare industry uh, workers and employ uh, and uh, education employees, and then in some states, uh, you know, uh, employees—not uh, employees, but uh, older uh, older Americans—are are being vaccinated. It just depends on the state and where we are, where you are at the state, uh, with regard to like the phased rollout. Um, and there's multiple phases um, that have been. Um, determined by the CDC. And then some states are modifying those phases. Anyway, um, I don't want to say it's a mess, but it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult um, thing to do. But what we are starting to see, and I'm a little bit surprised that we're starting to see just anecdotally and from what I've, you know, anecdotally seen and, and read um, there's not as much mandating of vaccines going on at the healthcare level. I would have I would have expected a lot, like you know, most hospitals and long-term care facilities, to be mandating it, at least to be mandated for certain you know for certain um, you know positions in the in the organization. And I'm not and and I'm sure plenty are. 
but but more we're we're seeing a lot more incentivizing and a lot more just making it easier for for those employees to obtain the vaccine. I don't know exactly why that is. It could be because of the way that this vaccine was approved by um, by the government and um, for emergency authorization, and it could be because those those organizations don't they don't want to mandate. I mean, it, there there is a lot of politics, uh, you know, that's creeped into this whole issue. So. For whatever reason, it just seems like not, you know, it's not like it's certainly not like 100 percent of of hospital organizations and long term care facilities are are mandating. President Biden recently said that if if somebody feels unsafe to return to work, then they could be on unemployment. With that in mind, as vaccines are rolled out, certain portions of workforces may get it. Some may not. If an employee feels unsafe in the work place, are they able to continue to work from home or can employ employers mandate that they like for a manufacturing, for instance, can, can an employer mandate that they are on site, even though they haven't been given the vaccine? Well, yeah, so these, there's a lot in that. Um, and, and every circumstance is going to be a little bit different. So but let me just give you some general Let's just talk about some general principles. One, we are still, at least as of today, we are still under an executive order from in, in Minnesota. So an executive order saying um, that if you can work from home, uh, you're, if you can work, work remotely, you're supposed to work remotely in the state of Minnesota. Uh, you know, I think that the rule hasn't been watered down, but I think the enforcement of that's been watered down. And I and I don't think uh, companies are being as you know rigid on compliance with with that order as maybe they were last last summer. But that's that's still in place. It's been uh, Governor Walls has continued to to renew it, and um, you know so if you can work from home, you're supposed to work from home. Now. Still, until we see different guidance from um, the state and federal government, if you can, if you can't work from home, and if your job is to work, you know, in the, um, in at the, you know, company and manufacturer, like like you had said, Mike, in your example, um, then we have to understand why, you know, why exactly is it? Is it just that you're scared? If you're scared, that's probably not going to be like. I, I mean, I would say that's that's not enough. To justify you not coming in now, President Biden might disagree, and maybe we'll have some regulations on that. Although I think he was talking more about unemployment eligibility, and so in that situation, yes, the person might lose their job, um, or they might go on a leave of absence. But you know, and then they'd qualify for unemployment. So I don't, you know, and I think most states, the person probably was qualified for unemployment anyway. Um, because of COVID and because they watered down co- uh, unemployment eligibility rules so much uh, in the last nine months or so. But still today, if you, you know, if you have a potential disability, obviously, you know, we would want to look at some accommodations uh, and and potentially have to explore those to see if if you can take a leave of absence and not come into work. But still, if somebody is just afraid to come in and they don't really have a a medical reason 
for it, but they're, you know, maybe they live with somebody that they can't, that can't get COVID or something like that, but they just, for whatever reason, they're just afraid. There's just not a lot of protection um, for, for them uh, out, out there. So it's, um, you know, and we look at this at a state by state level. So some states might be a little bit different than others, but at, at least at the federal level, there's not a lot of protection, uh, protection for them. Although it sounds, you know, certainly like President Biden would want the person to be eligible for unemployment benefits. Kind of a little bit along those same lines. I'm curious, Kevin, about, you know, going down the path of an employers requiring the vaccination. And this is maybe fast forwarding to when the vaccination becomes more readily available and, and people are able to get it that are not in a, you know, 65 or older or have underlying health conditions. And um, an employee says, I don't want to receive the vaccination, uh, maybe due to religious beliefs or maybe due to a medical exemption. Do we believe that those will exist for those employees or is that really, we kind of have to wait and see? Yeah. And that's a good point, Jess. So, so if you were to mandate the vax, the vaccine, there are two exceptions that if they, you know, if the exceptions exist for the employee, that that you would want to allow them to opt out of that mandate. Um, and one would be religious, sincerely held religious beliefs. And the other would be uh, if the person has a disability. So if they have a disability um, or, or sincerely held religious beliefs, and, I, and Mike and I talked about that a little bit um, more in depth, I think. Um, I've done so many podcasts on vaccinations. Uh, I sometimes forget what I talk about on <laughs> some of them, but but those are the two. Those are two of the exceptions um, mm-hmm. that we that we you know you would definitely want to be aware of. That if the employee um, raised them, you'd have to have a conversation about potential accommodations. Um, but it, but yes, it might be an exception to the mandate. Okay, and you know we do obviously have a large listenership in the Twin Cities because we are the Twin Cities Sherm uh, sponsored podcast but for any listeners that we have that are outside of the state of Minnesota does does that statement uh, vary depend on depending on the state in which an employee works like for example I believe maybe that I've heard that uh, perhaps religious and or medical exemptions regarding vaccinations are, not uh, prohibited in like California, maybe. Correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Kevin. Yeah, I I don't know, but I, I I really don't I don't know on California. That would surprise me because um, this is a because these are federal issues. So these are um, yeah these are these are these are issues under federal law, the uh, religious exception and and uh, disability exception. Um, my guess, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if California said something along those lines, but there's there's got to be some nuance to it. Yeah, otherwise employers would walk right into a federal lawsuit, even though they might be okay under the California, the California state law. So yeah, I'd have to take a look at it, but but um, no, that's a that's more of a federal a federal exception. Okay. Well, Kevin, thank you again, as always. It's such a pleasure having you. And um, hopefully we can reach out and tap you on the shoulder again, because I imagine that this is going to be a really pertinent uh, topic, you know, as we move through the spring and probably even the summer and the vaccination becomes more readily available. So we'd love to have you back on if, if you have an appetite for that. Of course. It's always my pleasure, Jess. Thank you. All right, Kevin, can you tell our listeners where they can get in touch with you if they have follow-up questions on this topic? 
Absolutely. You're always welcome to call me at any time at 651-389-5000. Otherwise, I'd invite anybody to take a look at our legal subscription program at myhrgenius.co. And you can always find me on LinkedIn as well. It's just my name, Kevin Mosher, and I'll be here in the Twin Cities. So you probably should be able to track me down. All right. And Kevin's last name is spelled M-O-S-H-E-R. So thanks again, Kevin. Have a good one. Thanks, Jess. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the HR. If you want to hear more episodes like this, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're listening through now. If you enjoyed the podcast, do us a favor and share with your network, your boss, or your CEO. Help us get this podcast in front of anyone who wants to know what HR looks like when done well. Also, if you have any questions for show topics or people you'd like us to interview, please email Mike and I at podcast at tcsherm.org. That's podcast at tcsherm.org. If you want to find out more about Twin City Sherm or our upcoming events, please visit our website at tcsherm.org. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And finally, if you're not already a member of Twin City Sherm, Please use code WHATTHR at checkout to receive $20 off your membership. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode.